provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran, but after I got out, I spent two years alone and homeless. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. Now I'm getting things right with my family. I finally admitted, with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. I am a veteran. My victory is just enjoying each day. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. A very pleasant good evening, everyone. We're coming up to 6 o'clock in the Red Zone, live from the Sports Page Grill, coming up after the news. It's a jam-packed hour. Don't miss it. Randolph making men's basketball coach Josh Merkel, women's basketball coach Carol LaHaye join us live, a special surprise guest, and some breaking news. It's all coming up after the news on WHAN Ashland Richmond, W275BQ Ashland. It's 6 o'clock. NBC News Radio, I'm Dean Muccio. Florida Governor Rick Scott is declaring a state of emergency for parts of the state ahead of Tropical Storm Michael's arrival. Declared a state of emergency in 26 Florida counties across the Florida Panhandle in Big Bend in preparation for Tropical Storm Michael. This allows resources to move quickly to every community in the storm's path. Michael is currently southwest of Cuba. It's expected to move north, could make landfall on the Florida Panhandle by Wednesday as a Category 2 hurricane. Scott warned that it's possible the storm could be stronger when it hits. He also said people across Florida need to be prepared because Michael could change directions and impact any part of the state. He's urging all Floridians to be prepared for the storm. So I'll stay safe, stay alert to weather updates, and watch the storm closely. It can still change direction and impact any part of our state. Today is the time to get a plan. Do not put it off. Senator Maisie Hirano says Maine Senator Susan Collins' remarks are insulting to Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. Say that she thinks that Dr. Ford thinks that she was assaulted. What is that? On CNN State of the Union, the Hawaii Democrat says that sends a message to other sexual assault victims that they won't be believed if they come forward. Collins said there was no corroboration of Ford's claims, but Hirono explains Ford's story was corroborated because she took a lie detector test and talked about the assault before Brett Kavanaugh was ever nominated to the Supreme Court. Senator Lindsey Graham is happy. Happy because the effort to humiliate and railroad a man I've known for 20 years who's never been banned from a mall failed. On Fox News Sunday, the South Carolina Republican went on to mock Democrats saying, we're not going to let you pick the judges. If you want to pick judges, then you need to win the White House. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Now, Skyscan weather on the Mater, WHAN, for tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 69. For Tuesday, a slight chance of showers with thunderstorms also possible after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 83. Tuesday night, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy with a low around 68. And for Wednesday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 82. From the center of the universe, this is Chris Mindell. SkyScan Weather was brought to you by Market Ashland Partnership. Join us on the web at shopashlandfirst.com and like us on Facebook. One zero two nine, the Mater presents in the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West, and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. and good Monday evening, everybody. We are live at the Sports Page Grill in Ashland, and we are in the red zone for a jam-packed edition of Live and Local Sports. Rob with them along with you on this Monday evening, and in this hour, the latest NBC 12 RFB Sports Network Big 12 High School p- Football Poll 
just dropping both on NBC 12 News and at rbasportsnetwork.com. We'll go through that. We'll review Randolph Macon's big football win from Saturday in just a moment. We have breaking news from Lee Davis High School. The Athletic Hall of Fame's class of 2019 has just been announced. We'll talk about that as well. We'll also tell you where we're going to be for our game of the week on Friday night. We had been undecided over the weekend. Should we go east or west? At Lee Lee Davis or Hannah Patrick Henry, we've made our decision. That is still to come. And, of course, our guests in this hour. We cannot wait. It is all about basketball tonight here in the Red Zone as we'll be talking first with head women's basketball coach at Randolph-Macon, Carol LaHaye, then men's basketball coach Josh Merkel, and then a surprise guest before the end of the hour. But we begin in the Red Zone tonight with a review of Saturday's big win at Day Field on Family Weekend for Randolph-Macon football. 563 yards of total offense and a complete performance in the first half. Taking advantage of two early Guilford turnovers, one a fumble by De'Eric Bell on a first down, or trying to lunge for a first down, and he had it, but then Anthony Williams charged the football out just as he gets ready to hit the ground. Randolph-Macon recovers. They had led 7-0 to that point. They turned that into seven points, and then a couple of possessions later, a great individual play by Tyler DeBerry, the linebacker with an interception, returned down to the Quaker 20, and then another touchdown, and before some people even gotten their seats out of tailgating, it was Randolph-Macon 21, Guilford nothing. Burke Estes, very efficient, only two incompletions in one half of work and four touchdown passes, including two to Lee Davis grad, tied in Sam Tanner. It was 42 nothing at the half. It was second and third team players most of the way in the second half, and while Guilford was able to tally a lot of yardage and put up 34 points on the board second half, Randolph-Macon countered with a few touchdowns of their own, so they win the game 63-34. The Yellow Jackets are currently 2-0 in the ODAC, and they are the only undefeated team in Old Dominion Athletic Conference play, which means they are in first place. There are six teams behind them tied for second at 1-1, one and, one, and only Guilford is 0-2 in the conference. So the Yellow Jackets, since their opening night loss in Baltimore, August 30th to Johns Hopkins, they've won four consecutive games, but they've got a major test coming up Saturday when we head to Winchester and we watch Randolph-Macon battle Shenandoah with quarterback Hayden Bowserman, who threw for five touchdown passes, and the Hornets win Saturday over Hamden Sydney to hand them their first ODAC loss. And you may recall last year, late September, Bowserman went off here at Day Field, leading the Hornets to a 51-38 win over the Yellow Jackets. So a little revenge in mind, too. The Yellow Jackets have the early inside advantage on the ODAC football championship race, but to keep it, they got to keep winning. That game Saturday at 1240. Marty Wilson and I live from Winchester here on the Mater. Looking forward to that. Now, let's get to Friday night. We tried to make a decision over the weekend. Do we go east or do we go west? It's another rivalry night of football action in high school sports here in Hanover County, and we have decided to go west. It will be Patrick Henry going to Hanover to take on the Hawks, and here's why we picked the game. Both teams are just out of the Region 4B playoff race, the latest standings from the Virginia High School League out today. The winner of that game, depending upon results with uh, teams just ahead of them like Chancellor, Midlothian, and Huguenot on Friday night could possibly vault into the top eight. There are 13 teams in Region 4B. The top eight make the postseason. I wouldn't yet call this quite an elimination game, but when we get to the end of the regular season, we may look back at Friday night and say it was. So it's a must-win situation for both the Patriots and Hawks, and we'll have it for you here as the back end of our day-night doubleheader on Friday. More about that coming up before the hour is through. And breaking just with in the hour and posted now at HanoverCountySports.net. The Lee Davis High School Athletic Hall of Fame Committee has announced their inductees for the class of 2019 to the Athletic Hall of Fame. And they are A.B. Hopkins, football, track and field, wrestling, and baseball from the class of 1994. Robbie Chenault, three sports standout in football, basketball, and baseball from the class of 1996. Carol Gathright, football, track, and baseball from the class of 1965. Pepper Wilson, volleyball, baseball, excuse me, volleyball, basketball, and softball from the class of 2003. And Judy Williams, cross-country, track, and basketball from the class of 1980. Congratulations to those honorees. They'll be recognized at halftime of the uh, Lee Davis football game, Senior Night against Henrico on October 26th, and the induction banquet ceremony is currently scheduled for Friday, January 25th at Lee Davis High School. For tickets on the banquet, you can get all the information on 
on the email that's currently up on the post at HanoverCountySports.net. Well, we've been promoting all week and all weekend. Basketball's our focus tonight, and when we come back from this timeout, we sit down and have a conversation getting ready for year number 37. It is randolph making head women's basketball coach Carol LaHaye. She's in two minutes. You're in the red zone on 1029 The Mater. In the red zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back, so stay tuned to The Mater. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. When it comes to your retirement, risk is something you want to minimize. Why not talk to a professional with 35 years experience managing investments for Fortune 100 companies? Contact Bill Hopke at Ballardsville Investment Advisors and put that experience to work for your IRA or investment portfolio. Ballardsville Investment Advisors is a fee-based company offering a free risk analysis to see what hidden risks might be in your current retirement plan. For more, go to BillHopke.com. That's H-O-P-K-E, Bill Hopke at Ballardsville Investment Advisors. Lux Chevrolet has been the Chevy truck expert since 1916, and they've got something for everyone. There's economical SUVs like Trax and Equinox, people haulers like Traverse, Tahoe, and Suburban, and pickups like the midsize Colorado and one-ton Silverado. Let Luck find the right fit for your job or lifestyle. Call 798-9261, shop online at LuxChevrolet.com, or stop by their convenient location on U.S. Route 1 in Ashland. And buy your next truck from Luck. Lux Chevrolet, since 1916. At Randolph-Macon College, your education begins with your future in mind from your very first day on campus. RMC launched several new programs, such as a nursing major, show choir, an ensemble, an esports program, and men's volleyball. The college now owns a nearby Coventry Farm to support its thriving equine team. Visit us online at rmc.edu to schedule a campus tour, a personal interview, or to RSVP for one of our fall open houses. Randolph-Macon College, building extraordinary futures. Only one week left till I start on WHAN The Mater. Tune in 5 to 10 a.m. for Mater in the Morning with me, Tom Kent. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass. Sports about Pitch that Grill bass, Ashland is no where we are located. Of course, it's a Monday night at 6 p.m., which means it's we're in the red zone on 1029 The Mater. So glad you are with us tonight. And hey, if you're a Patrick Henry fan, you need to come out tonight. It is a support night for the Patrick Henry Band. 10% of your sales proceeds will go to the band if you just tell your server when you come in tonight here at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Now, I know for our first guest tonight, it, it's been a blink of an eye, and I know she probably can, will tell you firsthand it's very hard to believe that this is going to be season number 37 on the sidelines for Randolph making women's basketball. But indeed it is. And last year, a couple of big milestones events for Coach Carol LaHaye in the Yellow Jackets. I was in Lynchburg in January when she won career win number 600. Uh, she currently has 610 career victories. And I was also down at the Salem Civic Center when they knocked off Emory and Henry and won the 2018 ODAC Women's Basketball Championship. Coach LaHaye joins us here in the red zone. Good evening, Coach. Are you excited about the season? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I am. Surely. <laughs> Uh, you know, last year, let's take you back real quick, and then I want to spend most of the time looking forward. But back last year, we get to the start of the season. I look at the roster. It's all of 10 women. And, you know, we we know there was some firepower on the roster, but they, immediately the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, man, I hope they don't have an injury issue or two, because that can be devastating to a roster that that's, that's that thin to begin with. And with the exception of some minor things here and there, you guys were able to kind of help keep it intact. Was that one of the reasons why you were able to be so successful last year? Well, that was our focus, knowing that we had only 10 women. Um, it was a challenge as coaches to sit down every day and think about exactly what we wanted to accomplish in practice and when you stop and think about it um, they were as ready as we were to accomplish things because you know people kind of wrote us off um, that 
with only 10 people, you know, what can they accomplish? And yeah, you mentioned firepower. So we did, we did have a couple of players that um, could definitely do something with the ball and, and we were counting on them for sure. But um, what happened to us uh, was that every single day in every practice, every player got to touch the ball. Mm. There was no standing on the sidelines. So inevitably, each one of those players had the opportunity to improve, and improve we did throughout the season. And it was a group of young women that really loved and cared for each other. Our chemistry was amazing, and um, they wanted each other to excel. And I think as a group, we developed and, and just did the best we could with that. And I think we surprised a lot of people. You most certainly did. And there was, you could tell the chemistry. Sometimes there are teams and there are teams. And sometimes there are teams you see, you know, there's pretty good chemistry. And then there are some teams that are just special from that standpoint. And I can recall going back to the to the championship ceremony and cutting down the nets in Salem for the Odak title late February this, this past year. Uh, just, just the love and appreciation and affinity that those women had for each other at the accomplishment that they did. As you said, little was given to them in the preseason last year. Little was thought about them. It seemed to be it would be Kelly Williams and her band of Mary teammates. And that was about it. And you guys had to scratch and crawl and grind your way to everything you earned. Well, we did. And, you know, kudos to every single one of those players that um, decided to make the commitment to be the best that they could be. And, you know, I speak, I speak in particular about uh, Bree Zimmerman and yes. Ashlyn Green, yes. who joined us late, but they will always be a champion. And I was so proud of them for making the commitment. Um, they joined us late, so they didn't even have the advantage that all of our other players had in terms of a preseason workout, a summer workout, and all of that. But, you know, they stuck with it, and um, we would not have been the team that we ended up being without Bree and Ashlyn. And then, you know, we had Kelsey Wisner that we had playing out of position. Um, you know, we didn't really have a true point guard. But Kelsey did everything that we asked it, asked her to do and needed her to do. Jayla Wade stepped up, Lyra Shoemate, Teal Reynolds. I mean, you know, Charlotte Woods had a career oh, yes. um, as a sophomore. What a season. Um, you know, they just, everybody just came together and, and did what we needed them to do. I was thinking about Teal coming up here this afternoon simply because she was the lone senior on last year's team. So obviously she has moved on. I expect before I pass that Teal will be part of the uh, Gen Chiefs of staff. That I, I really do. Uh, she'll take over the military at some point. She is just so bright and so cheerful and so determined. I was so impressed by the role she played last season. Yes. Um, you know, she, it was her senior year and um, – you know, she she just decided that she was going to do what she had to do, and so we needed that. And and she most certainly did. Now, uh, the off season, what do you do? What kind of goals do you set from the time the season's done and you put the basketballs away in March? She made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament last season, and then kind of how do you? march through those next six months with the kids uh, to kind of help them grow mature and get ready for practice, which is now a week away. Well, it's it's kind of, you know, that's what Division Three is all about. And so, you know, quite frankly, they, they want a break and they want to get away from basketball and they want to get away from their coaches and their commitment and their demands and all of that. But I think that this group of uh, women decided that, um, you know what, Look what we accomplished last year. Right. So they were motivated in the postseason to kind of look and evaluate and decide what they wanted to accomplish in 2018-19. And my assistant coach, Hannah Liverman, she did a fabulous job of recruiting. So we knew what our gaps and our weaknesses were last year. And so she went out and she did everything that she possibly could to try to fill those gaps and weaknesses. And that's why I'm just elated, super excited about this upcoming season. Well, obviously, when you think about the team, obviously, Kelly Williams' name comes to mind first. And, and for good reason. She's one of the best players in America. Uh, today, a publication honored her with preseason National Player of the Year award. Uh, she's going to be a junior. You got her for two more seasons now. Um, but the approach of Kelly is very different than a, a lot of players that I've known in my time simply because of who she is, her personality, and her makeup. Um, it just kind of give me a sense of what it's like to coach 
Kelly Williams. Well, it's a hoot, actually. Um, <laughs> Kelly Kelly is a delight. She's got a great sense of humor. I um, love her jokes. She keeps us all laughing, her awesome. teammates, her coaches. And, um, you know, she, she's able to laugh at herself. Um, she's a very bright young woman, and so she understands the game. Um, so I think she and her dad spend a lot of time talking about basketball. And so... You know, it is what it is for Kelly. Um, she told us in the recruiting process that if basketball ever interfered with her academics, she just wouldn't do basketball. Mm. So wow. that's kind of the approach that she takes. I mean, she's serious about it, but it's not her entire life, and she doesn't want it to be her entire life. Um, she's, you know, she's she does what she has to do, and we get it and she's done it well no and doubt she's done it well yes but you know what kelly doesn't have all the big numbers she has last year without the emergence of charlotte woods in her sophomore year there on the other side of the glass she did such a tremendous job uh, you know when people would double and triple team on kelly charlotte would eat them alive and i forget how many 13 or so double doubles for her last year everybody focuses on how many kelly had but charlotte had a phenomenal campaign stepping up in her production big time from freshman to sophomore year and i'm excited to see how she steps up now this year well charlotte is one of those over-the-top athletes she's got tremendous ability and um she's just a quiet person um a very hard worker um, she she does what she has to do as well, and because Kelly and Charlotte are, are great friends, I think that that displays on the court. Mm. Um, and you're right. I mean, one couldn't be who they are without the other. Without the other. And, and that was true for Randolph making women's basketball and those two. Um, I had a post player a few years ago. Um, well, a couple post players, Lindsay Reesback and Molly Ariel. Yeah. And I remember, you know, Lindsay was struggling a little bit with, you know, Molly getting all the credit and Molly getting this recognition, and Lindsay was every bit as good. Mm -hmm. And I remember Lindsay's, uh, Lindsay's dad's advice to Lindsay was, your job is to make Molly look good. Mm. And as a result of that, Lindsay was a four-time all-conference player <laughs> because – she made Molly look good, but Molly was double team, triple team, just like Kelly. And so they both were all-conference. Well, Molly was player of the year for four years, and Lindsay was a four-time all-conference player. So I see this a similar situation with Charlotte and Kelly. Um, again, they're great friends, and they play off each other. And because Charlotte didn't get all the minutes that she got last year, well, obviously it um, – Last year with the 10 players, they were going to get minutes. Sure. But um, Charlotte just rose to the occasion, and she had an outstanding season, and you could just see that um, her hard work paid off. No doubt. Randolph making head women's basketball coach Carol LaHaye joining us here in the Red Zone, live from the Sports Page Grill, Ashland. All right, Coach, set the table for the season in terms of who we're going to see on the court at Crenshaw Gymnasium. First, we know Kelly's back, Charlotte's back, some of the other returning names, and you've already mentioned a couple. Well, uh, Kelsey Wisner and Jayla Wade are going to be seniors this year, and so we're going to depend a lot on them. And, um, you know, they, they've they been with us through thick and thin, yes. and so they know what uh, what it takes to win a championship now. Uh, they know that it, it's a long and demanding season, and I hope that they're good role models for our new players. We have seven new players, and so to blend those seven new players with our returning players, um, that's it's always a challenge every single year because the dynamics change. Sure. You know, even your returning players, they grow, they mature, they change, um, their priorities in life change, things like that. So you've got a different dynamic with your returning players, and then you add seven new players who have no idea what the college game is going to be like. And so, um, you know, we've been very fortunate with our program that um, we've had great leadership from above, and we're just hoping that we're going to get that this year. I think that the returning players have something that they want to accomplish because they see how much they did last year. Right. So it's all theirs for the taking again. It's theirs for the taking. So uh, the, kind of the, some of the fresh faces coming into to make a nation this year. Give us kind of a little preview. Well, we've got a 5'10 player out of Lexington, 
Lexington, Kentucky, Peyton Humphreys. She's kind of a 3-4 type player. Um, you know, she can take it inside. She can shoot the three. She can, you know, attack. Um, so we're pretty excited about her. We've got Lauren Lewis from um, New Jersey, from Rancocas Valley High School. And uh, she's a true point guard. And she was second in New Jersey in their uh, conference in their county, actually, um, for three-point shooting. Um, the, the person that was number one was drafted by the WNBA. So Lauren, Lauren is a serious three-point shooter. And um, then we have Sheridan Hatfield out of Waynesboro, Wilson Memorial High School. She's a point guard as well, but she also um, will shoot. Um, she is about as good a passer as I've seen lately in our game. Interesting. Um, she looks for the open player, can find the open player, and hit that open player. And so we're pretty excited about her as well. And then we have Janelle de Guzman from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, she's a, a great shooter. And, again, you know, we needed a little bit more shooting than we had last year. Yes, ma'am. And so um, that was a gap that we had to fill. And so we've got some shooters this year. Uh, we've got um, we got Amy DeBell, who is a, um, a soccer player at Randolph-Macon. So she's currently playing soccer in her soccer season. But she's a 5'11 all-around player. I mean, she played point guard for St. Gertrude. Um, she played the wing. She played the post player. She did it all. Um, but I told her when we were recruiting her, I said, Amy, you will not play the point guard position for us. <laughs> so she can do some other things um, as well. Um, we have a, a, a player, Jada Fox, who um, has has come to us and asked about the opportunities to play, but we haven't had a chance to evaluate her. Okay. So we're going to try to give her some opportunities. Um, she's a 5'10 player from Fredericksburg Academy. Oh, okay. And so she's very athletic, and um, so we can always use uh, help in in the uh, in the post oh yes as well um so and then we have my last player but certainly not my least player is kylie milo from powhatan yes ma'am um, nick milo's sister mm -hmm. little sister um kylie is just one of those very very competitive kids that just go all out laser hard out on the court every single time she steps foot on it um not that none of the other players do, right. don't misunderstand me but kylie just displays it so well and um she's a point guard as well but um what she brings to our team will be that um, spark, that defensive interest. Um, like she really wants to get after it, and she'll just drag everybody else along with her, and that's what we need as well. Spark plug. Teams always need spark plugs, no doubt. Now, Coach, you open on the road November the 12th at Marymount, and then uh, the season premiere for you guys at home is the Randolph-Macon Classic the weekend of uh, November 16-17. Valley Forge is coming in. Arcadia is coming in. Uh, I know you're getting excited. The schedule looks very daunting and at the same time ODAC starting early and your first two ODAC games are on the road oh my goodness yes I think our schedule I'm 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 really pleased with our schedule and you know I'm the one who gets to do my schedule other than the conference games that are scheduled for us right. but um, you know bringing Valley Forge back into Crenshaw and having an opportunity to play them um, early in the season yes. is a great test for us as well as when we travel to Las Vegas we get to play Wartburg and they were one of the final four teams or one of the the four finalists <laughs> i think final four is a, is a trademark name I, I, yeah at, at any rate darn um, that division one yeah at any rate they were one of the last four standing <laughs> and so getting a chance to play them is a great opportunity for us and then our other non-conference games marymount is always a tough game and yes. to open the season with them at their place um will really kind of set the tone for the rest of our season. Oh, will. And last year's opener here with Mary, when they were ranked, set the tone. You guys mm -hmm. were able to get the win over them, and that was just kind of the beginning, a precursor. We all didn't know it at the point, but for some very big events coming up this, you know, in the past season. So uh, they'll have a little bit of revenge, I'm sure, on their mind when you go to their court opening night. I think they will, absolutely. <laughs> you know, they graduated a couple of key players, but, um, you know, she's she's a great coach, and she's I'm sure she's reloaded as well, and it will be revenge. And I think in, in D3 News, we're preseason ranked ahead of them. Uh-oh. And so they'll be... There'll definitely be some fire. That's right. Kelly Williams earlier today named preseason national player of the year in Division Three by D3 News. Yellow Jackets ranked ninth in the nation. So you will not sneak up on anybody this season, Coach. No, no. You know, that's always the question been through every 
competitive season that we've had. You know, would you rather be the hunted or the hunter? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I mean, it's a great honor to be preseason picked number nine, but you know, preseason is preseason. Right. You know, you got to prove it, and you got to get down there to the end. You know, we weren't picked at all last year, and you know, to accomplish what we did, um, you know, that, that it's a long grinding season. And, and if you can grind it out and and be one of the last ones um, playing, then it's been a successful season. There's no doubt about it. Looking forward to more great success, Coach. I know you have an appointment coming up. We're going to let you go. Season starts November 12th at Marymount. Home opener November 16th, Carol LaHaye, season 37, as head women's basketball coach at Randolph-Macon. Thank you for being with us tonight in the Red Zone. Thank you for the opportunity, Rob. Appreciate it very, very much. Coming up next after this break, head coach Josh Merkel of the men's basketball team joins us. That's after this time out. You're live in the Red Zone at Sports Page Grill Ashland on 1029 The Mater. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. Massey Wood and West Incorporated has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923. Offering the finest in home heating fuel oil and propane gas, Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil heating and cooling equipment with professional service and installation of gas or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by 100 years of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West gives you one-stop shopping for your standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and Heil equipment. Call today for your heating and cooling needs at 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. We've been fighting the war on drugs for a long time. We answer the phone 24-7, 365 days a year. On a busy night, we answer hundreds of calls. This war on drugs needs our intervention. Since 2014, Addiction Hope and Helpline has helped people struggling with drugs and alcohol. When the phone rings, we help people when they need it the most. When we get a caller into treatment, it feels good. It's a blessing. If you're struggling, drinking, using, and need to get clean, don't suffer alone in silence. Call Addiction Hope and Helpline. Our people understand, and many are also in recovery. Call for support and strength. You can call for someone who can't or isn't willing. It's an act of love. Together we can help you beat this thing and erase addiction from your vocabulary once and for all. Call 800-959-4781. Bottom of the hour, half hour to go. Our big thanks to head women's basketball coach Carol LaHaye for being with us here in the Red Zone live at Sports Page Grill Ashland on 1029 The Mater. Rob Witham along with you. We promised you a basketball edition of In the Red Zone tonight, and it rolls on as now we are joined by, can you believe this, fourth-year head men's basketball coach Josh Merkel. Coach, fourth season already? Time flies. <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> I feel like you were just announced as the new head basketball coach, and here we are at season four. Thanks for being with us. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. No, no problem. The honor is ours. Um, let's talk first about offseason. Okay. A little bit about, you know, and I asked Coach LaHaye kind of the same question. You know, you, you had exactly one senior on last year's team, so you have a whole lot of people coming back. So it also gives you an opportunity to work with them and kind of keep an eye on them and watch their growth and maturity and what they're doing from an academic standpoint because all of that feeds into how you're going to mold and create the 2018-19 edition of the Yellow Jackets. Yeah. How has the offseason gone? Yeah, I think it's, it starts back to uh, how our season finished which left uh, probably a sour taste in all of our mouths. So, you know, you have something that you're driving for starting with that postseason, starting with March, April, May, mm-hmm. then the summer. Uh, these guys know that when they come back, they're going to be tested on some things uh, in the weight room and on the court. Um, and that drive has been good, and it's shown up in the preseason. Uh, they're, they're going hard. It's uh, in the weight room, in conditioning sessions, in their skill level. 
and skill development sessions and then playing pickup as well. So uh, I've seen, uh, you know, you got five seniors that they're, they're starting to see. Like you said, those four years have gone by quickly. Quickly. So all of a sudden, they're, those seniors are, are thinking that their end of the road is near and they want to make the most of this season and every day that they have. That they have, no doubt. And you alluded to the fact that you were the top seed going into the tournament last year and then lost in the quarterfinal. And that had not been the first time in recent years that, that had happened. And, and and certainly, yes, a very, very disappointing way to end what you know, otherwise was very successful campaign in 2017-18. But rather than talk about why it happened, Let's talk about what you do with it, and you've already alluded to that. But how do you how do you allow the guys to process it, then move on and use it from a positive standpoint to get them ready for now? It's a great life lesson. You 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 want to avoid the pain. You you want to just win and win and win. But there are going to be things that are out of your control. So yes, we. We lost the game. What can you do about that? You can't do anything about it. It's done. It's in the past. The only thing you can do is have better habits, build better habits, make better connections, work harder, work smarter. Uh, put all of that together day after day, brick by brick, so that maybe it leads to a different result. It doesn't even guarantee, but it gives you a better chance um, and gives you the opportunity to look back and say, we left it all out there. Yes. You did everything you possibly could. Right. Before we start talking about the year to come, and I want to get to those seniors in a minute, I want to get your perspective on something. I have always, in the years that I have, have covered Randolph-Macon College, uh, formerly, of course, a long time with the Herald Progress before its demise in March, uh, you know, here with the radio station and other areas as well, I've always been impressed by the quality of coaches at, in, in, at all the sports on the campus. So, you know, I go and sit down at your office. And some of the guys that are in offices right beside you, you guys must have a a, a phenomenal opportunity all throughout the year to just kind of play off each other, feed off each other, seek advice, give advice. How special is it to be at an institution where you have an opportunity to pick the brains of people like Coach LaHaye, uh, Coach Arusa, uh, Coach Hedrick? Yeah. I, I could go on and on. You and could. On. You could go on and on. Uh, Coach Lux, who's right next to me. Yes. Uh, and, and I call him Coach Burns, but Jeff Burns has done a phenomenal <laughs> job assembling the staff. There you go. And guys that um, are not only great to be around, but care about one another as far as their success, want to see you do well. Uh, and then are curious themselves, asking good questions, because sometimes a question that someone else has gets you to think about something differently than you were doing. Uh, so extremely fortunate and blessed to be working with the people that we're working with over there. That's awesome. randolph Macon men's basketball coach Josh Merkel here live in the red zone at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. All right, guys, let's talk about that senior class. Hard, like you said, hard to believe they're seniors. That is for sure. In a blink of an eye, they've gone from the new new guys on campus with you that first season. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure that's a special group of guys for you simply because you both kind of came in officially at, at the same time. What, what do you expect out of them this season? We expect uh, a lot. Uh, I think um, pressure is a privilege, but I think the expectations and the standards are there. And um, so we expect them to set the tone. We expect them to be leaders. We expect them to be the hardest workers. Uh, We expect them to have the best response to things when they're not going well. Uh, And these guys have been through some battles. They've been through the film sessions. They've Mm -hmm. been on the road. Uh, They've done some special things. We have not yet been to buzzsaw at the end of the year that you want to be. Right. And that's the bottom line. So regardless of one game here or there, this group, that's what they're working for. And there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, certainly that team in 2015, they, they were. They, they yeah. caught that. Uh, you win 25 in a row, you are doing something special, and there's yeah. a lot of things that go into that. No doubt. And I think these guys, it's taken them some time. It always does. The maturity, um, they were thrust into some roles early on where they were playing minutes where sometimes freshmen don't. Don't, uh, yeah. So they, they, they've had that experience, and now what do we do with that? I know they're hungry. I, I know basketball is on their mind every day and, and how they can grow and improve. And, uh, yeah, it is a special group. But I'm excited about October 15th and just working with them day by day. Yes, October 15th, which, of course, is a week from today. That's the first opportunity to officially begin practice. Um, Just kind of go through that list of those five seniors, if you would, just for listeners who may be new to Randolph-Macon basketball. I know that is hard to believe, but that does actually happen. Just to kind of give us a sense uh, from a leadership standpoint who we're going to look at this year. Yeah, we'll go inside out, the guys that are closest. Um, Montice Adams, uh, Huguenot Huguenot High School, and then the Fuku. 
Oakwood school. Yeah. Um, Montice, uh, second team all league. So leading scorer and returner and re- leading uh, rebounder returning for us. And he really stepped up last year. He, he had a great year. And uh, expecting big things from him again. He can do a lot of different things. He can shoot from outside. He can rebound. He can score inside. So he he's adds a lot of versatility. Uh, and then Grayson Medulla, both of those guys have been playing since their freshman year. I mean, Grayson was thrust into a role, um, has done some great things. G- Grayson is good at a lot of things. Yes. So he uh, he's like the Swiss Army knife. He does it all. He rebounds, defends, he drives, he can shoot. Uh, he's a calming influence. He has great poise on the court. He's extremely coachable. So I could go on and on. Tremendous coach in Ryan Stein that he played for. Yes, sir. Uh, another Randolph-Macon great who won a ton of games playing for Coach Rhodes. Uh, so he just comes for the great background, and I'm excited for him to have a special year. Um, Luke Neely, not too far away, but Woodbury Forest. That, yes. Seven, shoots it. He is an all-star in that role. Uh, in terms of just being a tall shooter that can really stretch the defense, space the floor, mm-hmm. make guys like Buzz and, and Corey Turner give them more space to drive because you have to respect how well he shoots it. Yes. And the 6'7", even if you're there, sometimes he can get that off and shoot it over you. Precisely. Um, and, and Luke has grown a lot, especially defensively and with his strength, so that's been neat to see. Um, and then you've got Daryl Williams from Maryland. Yes. Uh, Daryl, again, is a, is a guy that started some games, is really good at a lot of different things, best strength as a driver, but shooting from three uh, has gotten in, himself into great shape, the best shape that I've ever seen him, has really uh, done a good job. He was able to travel abroad this summer, but I know he was working when he made that trip to Israel and some other places. Wow. Um, and then lastly is John Noel. So John Blair Academy, but from Atlanta. And uh, John, great leader, uh, great rebounder, uh, defensively block shots, alters things at the rim, mm-hmm. finishing inside for us, running the floor. And uh, a, a lot of those guys have provided leadership and been standard bearers in different ways. But certainly John is one that the guys trust and go to quite a bit. Now, you mentioned Buzz a moment ago, and that's re- referencing Buzz Anthony, who will now be a sophomore. I think a lot of eyes were open and a lot of jaws dropped early last year when they watched his work at the point. How's he gotten better for this year? Great question. And you wonder how guys will respond after playing, starting every game. And he will take certainly some of the – he's going to take a lot of attention, I would think, early on too because of some things he did. And with Daniel leaving, uh, Buzz has worked on his left hand. He's gotten stronger. He's gotten stronger with the ball. He's tweaked his shot a little bit. He's been a little more comfortable shooting. Uh, we need him to be even more aggressive, I think, looking for his shot at times. Mm-hmm. He's a great uh, facilitator, and he wants to get in that paint almost every time. But sometimes the best play, as those guys are backing off, is to just shoot the ball. So some of that is going to be decision-making. Um, really, really wants to be a great leader and wants to be a great player, and you see it with his work ethic. He's one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. And um, I love to see that wear off on our guys and our team uh, you mentioned you know, the the making the decision hey sometimes you have the shot you need to take it that takes me back to that 2015 team and marcus badger mm-hmm. who in his uh, you know first three years sometimes was pretty hit in fact what's uh, early on was very hesitant about should i take the shot you know i'm always looking to dish this but when he got that confidence and started his shot started falling i think that was one of the uh, unsung cogs of creating that 25 game winning streak yes. so when i hear you make that reference and i remind myself of that just a few years ago that that's very exciting because if you get points in that department um that that can make a huge difference especially in odak play especially down the stretch absolutely exciting Corey, i've been watching him since gosh, <laughs> sophomore year of high school and and he just get, keeps getting better and, better and he's just fun to watch yeah watching his his body language and the way he handles yeah. himself on the court that's one of the things i loved about him. i still remember watching him in high school as i was recruiting him the joy that he was playing with even in warm-up lines you could tell he was excited to play uh the motor his high motor his conditioning level uh his aggressiveness in attacking the basket and he needs to stay aggressive uh i'm excited to see him he, he loves the game and there, he went through some adversity last year just in terms of, you know, figuring some things out. Um, but I'm excited to see him bounce back. I think he's going to have a great season for us. Uh, defensively, he continues to get better. Leadership-wise, he's been great for us in the locker room and pushing guys and pushing himself. So excited for him. 
Randolph Macon head men's basketball coach Josh Merkel with us here live in the Red Zone at Sports Page Grill. A couple of more questions for you, Coach, if that's okay. Let's talk about the new faces coming to your mm. to your lineup and on your bench. Give us kind of an idea of the incoming class, which will eventually be what the class of 2022. Yeah, man, <laughs> and that'll be here before we know it. Too. I know. Um, it's, it's four young men. Uh, Dawood Avizov is from Pope John Paul the Great in Northern Virginia. Oh, he's a guard. And that's um, a great school. And a very strong guard. And, yes, um, so excited about him. Know his coach well, his high school coach. Um, uh, Ian Robertson from Cape Henlopen High School in Delaware. Uh, so Ian is a six seven shooter, a little bit bigger, uh, stronger than Luke was coming out of high school, but a similar game, very skilled. And uh, excited about Ian. His high school coach was actually my college coach for a couple years. So a new connection there. But, Whoa. Um, Excited about Ian. Daquan Morris Q is a combo from the Hill School. Uh, lives just outside Philadelphia. Strong guard. You've seen Buzz. Buzz is strong. I would say Q is like KT and Buzz in that he's already been in the weight room. Oh, and, okay. And um, will not back down. And he's going to push those guys like all our freshmen. He's going to be pushing those guys for them to be at their best. Um, and then lastly, James Nora uh, from North Cross School in Roanoke. Um, moved here at the age of 14 from Nigeria. So has only been playing basketball for about four, maybe five years. Really? Tremendous rebounder, great motor. Think of uh, Dennis Rodman at this level, just undersized, but goes after every rebound. And he'll be fun to watch. Oh, that he will be fun to watch. No doubt. And, of course, everybody, when they hear that, you know, immediately everybody thinks of the story of uh, Akeem Olajuwon. That's right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And, and he's got some stories uh, in terms of, you know, <laughs> The shoes that he wore as he was playing and, and mm. never had a basketball pair of shoes until somebody saw him playing. And uh, Wow. Yeah, very very interesting. Grew up very differently and than I'm, you and I. And I'm sure that means his appreciation for what he is experiencing right now has to be something that maybe the rest of the guys on the team don't quite understand. Oh, that's a great perspective. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to encourage him to share it all the time, but it's but it's true. And that's, you know, go back to the Spurs and a lot of those guys that have played internationally. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that they love about those guys is their their gratitude and and how they approach and their perspective the coach season begins in frederick maryland february excuse me november the 9th and 10th uh you're at the mmi tip-off tournament then you go to gettysburg the following weekend for another tip-off tournament uh you're you're going to atlanta just after thanksgiving i mean there there's a lot of trips going on here early on and there's some keodak matchups early on too you open with the newest member Ferrum at home on the 20th mm -hmm. you got washington and lee early emory and henry early and then you got to go to hamden sydney december 5th mm -hmm. and then Christopher Newport, who it's always tough. You got to go to them yeah. on December eighth. That is a very difficult yeah. early schedule. But again, as is the Randolph making mantra, you want to play the best so that you can be the best you can be. Correct? Oh, I'm I'm excited about that schedule, the competition. I think our guys are too. That's why you you know you you come to a place like Randolph Megan, you play these games. Uh, going on the road, testing ourselves, because at the end of the day in February and March, you have to win those games on the road mm -hmm. uh, to continue to advance. So it's a, it's a great test for us early on. Um, the tournament in Atlanta is a chance to take John home in his senior year and play in front of his family nice. and his friends, which is uh, exciting for all of us, I think. Um, so we have a lot to play for, and starts with that November 9. We just take it one game at a time, keep getting better, uh, keep pushing each other. And, um, yeah, but six of our first seven being away from home, the, the home games that we do have, we want everybody to come out and watch us and support us. Yes, definitely want the support, no doubt about that. Coach, looking forward to another successful season. Uh, really looking forward to watching the new members uh, kind of get into the flow of things and become a part of the program and really excited about that senior class and what they're going to do this year. Yes, sir. Rob, thanks for having me. This was great. Coach, an honor. Thank you so much. Don't be a stranger. Come back and see us anytime. You got it. Thanks, right. sir. Head men's basketball coach Josh Merkel joining us here live in the Red Zone again opening night is November 9th. They're going to play in the MMI tip-off tournament in Frederick, Maryland. Immaculata on the 9th, and then depending upon the results of Friday night, will determine their opponent on Saturday, November the 10th. We'll take one final commercial timeout, and when we come back here at the Sports Page Grill Ashland, I have a little surprise guest for you, and we'll continue the basketball theme. Someone who earned a very high honor earlier today. That's back next as you're live in the red zone on 1029 The Mater. There's more to come right after this short break. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We think an ink can't work that quickly, but close. 
Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. When contractors choose the best, they choose Lansing Building Products. Whether for windows, siding, doors, patios, gutters, column, trim, or tools, they know that Lansing's knowledgeable team is there to help guide them in the selection of the right products and proper installation for every job. Good neighbors in Richmond and right here in Hanover County on North Lake Ridge Parkway, remember Lansing Building Products. Visit them on the web at lansingbp.com. Lansing Building Products, delivering excellence from inside out. Monday night in Ashland, Virginia. That means you are in the red zone live here at the Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Rob Whittle along with you. My deepest thanks to both Randolph Macon men's basketball coach Josh Merkel and women's basketball coach Carol LaHaye for joining us here on this basketball edition of In the Red Zone. And so, of course, why not wrap up with a little more basketball talk with a young lady who just earned a huge, huge honor earlier today, named by D3 News as the preseason national Division Three women's basketball player of the year junior forward kelly williams joins us here in the red zone hi kelly how hey. are you i'm pretty good i can't complain i had a pretty good day right uh, you're not yeah like uh, hey most of our mondays it's like you know i stubbed my toe my cat bit me yeah, da, da. gotta it's, go back to class uh, right yeah, exactly it's not every day you wake up in the morning oh i've been named preseason national player of the year that's not too bad yeah yeah i, I, I would take that it's kind of flattering you know but you also have to remember it's preseason so things can change all throughout the year so no doubt let me let me ask you first before we talk about the season upcoming the experience of last year that was a special season in randolph making women's basketball history not just winning the odak championship uh, but the way you guys did it with 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 a 10 player squad uh, the ability to go into an, a, a place like Lynchburg and, and get Coach LaHaye her 600th career win in a hostile environment. And the way you fought through in Salem to get to the championship game and then and that nip and tuck battle with Emory and Henry. For you personally, what were the lessons that you learned in that season? Well, you know, last year we did face a lot of adversity and it was it was a weird start to the year you know i think you can take from it that it doesn't matter like how big your squad is that you can accomplish pretty much anything that you set your mind to if you're willing to put in the hard work and the dedication and you know just fight through the tough moments and i think that's something that we can take into this year and maybe a freshman will pick up on mm -hmm. so i mean instead of being the underdog this year we're going to start out on top so everybody's going to be hunting us instead of us hunting them and it's going to be a weird feeling to have but i think we can take what we learned from last year and apply it to this year and maybe make it even further than we did last uh, yeah, coach lahay and i right before we ended our conversation we were talking about being the hunt hunted rather than the hunter that you know you're not going to come up and surprise anybody i mean even your opening game you've got to go to a marymount team that you upset here when they were ranked to start your season last year and now it's their turn to upset us oh, right, right exactly. so we have to watch our backs all right so you know, you know exactly what's going to happen when you head north for your opener precisely how, how much did you get a chance during last year's season to enjoy it I think I enjoyed every minute of it. I mean, up until we just got our rings at the beginning of the week for ODAC. So, I mean, I'm still enjoying it. You know, we were watching some of the videos today in um, Coach Liverman's office and just remembering it. It's, it's crazy. It was a crazy feeling, and I'd love to have it happen again. But I can tell you I'm going to be feeling that ODAC championship right up until the next one. I hope. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, uh, what's it like being able to be coached and mentored by someone the likes of Carol LaHaye? I mean, she's an amazing woman. You know, I look up to her all the time. I'd love to be just like her when I, when I get older. You know, she's a great role model. She's a great coach. She took what we had last year and look what she did with it. So only imagine what she can do with what we have this year. We have so much potential. So There's no doubt about that. Now, one of the unsung heroes, I think, of last year was Charlotte Woods. And I was at the volleyball match with, uh, ah, shoot, Washington and Lee couple of Wednesday nights ago and across the way who do I see walking in here comes Kelly and here here comes Charlotte and off they go to the top of the bleachers and they're talking to each other and I think one of you might have been doing a little bit of studying and whatnot or you know <laughs> yeah. during the match because you got to get that in whenever you can tell me about the relationship between you and her because it's obvious it blossomed on court last year but it has to be that way off the court for it to happen on. 
You know, with Charlotte, I think we you've done a story or someone's done a story on it before. We've been friends since orientation when I came here before school even started. And, you know, I guess I think of Charlotte like kind of like a sister. You know, I can tell her anything I need to. She can tell me anything she needs to. I like her family, love her family just as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see her all the time on campus. It's always somebody to eat lunch with, you know, somebody to cut up with at practice and stuff. I'd say she's probably one of my best friends at Randolph-Macon and I hope she'd say the same about me. And, you know, that's one of the greatest things about this situation and about this story. And, and I did. I did ask about the, that for an article last year during the season because you could tell Charlotte knew her role and how she could contribute heavily for the team. While you're being double teamed and triple teamed, hey, there's a weak side available and nobody's there. And I'm going to take it and I'm going to clean it up and I'm going to make people respect me. They're not going to be able to do that to Kelly because they got to worry about Charlotte, too. And by the end of the season, it was a tandem more so than anything else. But again, you add that dynamic of the two of you uh, just having such a great friendship and bond, and you're from different areas, different races, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different uh, uh, areas growing up. You're in rural North Carolina. She's here in Richmond, Virginia, and yet you guys fit like hand in glove. Well, you know, it's crazy. When I came to school here, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to have a hard time finding friends. I didn't know hardly anyone on campus except for a few other players that I played with in a conference other sports you know right and i met charlotte you know it's crazy that you can no matter where you are you can kind of find somebody that you get along with just as well as your own family you know yes it's crazy to think absolutely and boy i know coach LaHaye appreciates the benefits <laughs> that have been reaped because of it no doubt all right we talked about being the hunted this year um and you know about you know the the, the freshmen coming in and the d- dynamics of the team coming up uh, practice starting next week. Uh, kind of what are what are your expectations this year? Because it's not going to be a situation in practice to where all ten players get the ball and you're constantly getting at it. You've got some depth, so that changes practices dynamic, which changes, you know, everything else. How can you handle being in this new and different position? Well, I can tell you, I just came from pickup just a little while ago. I mean, we have some good players. Our freshmen are good. They can handle the ball. They can pass. A lot of them can shoot. And that. It's a few of the things we were missing from last year. You know, even some of the returning players, their, their game has improved so much. Driving to the basket, you know, stepping up, trying to become a leader. I mean, you can – I just see, like, so many things have changed since last year for the better. For the better. Yes. So how do you handle – because you had a ton of personal success from an accolade standpoint last year. Odette Player of the Year, All-American. I, the list goes on and on and on. And I know you're appreciative of all of that, but I also know uh, in enough conversations with you previously that you kind of keep all of that in perspective. Do you think about those things while you're playing basketball, or do you care? Absolutely not. You know, you couldn't accomplish – anything without a team because basketball is like coach Krzyzewski always says is five components and they make a fist so you can't do it by yourself so I mean it's great to be successful at what you're doing but like it's even better when you're successful as a team because you have people to share it with and people to make like lifelong memories exactly that's why I'm glad I don't play an individual sport now (laughs) now Kelly before I let you go you know usually you guys travel south just before Christmas there's been Puerto Rico and Fort Lauderdale you're going to Vegas. Absolutely. Have you ever been to Las Vegas? I have not. I'm so excited. Now, now, really quickly, explain to everybody your hometown in North Carolina. Okay, I'm from a really rural area. I think maybe the population is seven, and that's my family, my uncles, and my mom, my dad, and my brother. <laughs> and uh, we, you know, it's a farming community, small, drive through the sticks to get there. Mm-hmm. It's all... It, this is new and big for me. Ashland is, and everybody else considers that small. <laughs> and you'd mentioned that to me the first time that we had talked that Ashland was a big, th- a big thing for you and, and a big transition that you needed to make. What are you excited about the most about Vegas? I don't know. I'm ready. I, I kind of want to go to the casino. You know, I'm of age now. I'm going to come back and hopefully win some money. <laughs> Come back with more money in my pocket and a new car. Well, well, well and make sure you come back with a couple of wins, too. While oh, you're absolutely. At it. I know one, one of those games, you've got one of the top four left from last Whatever. year in Division Three. That's going to be – isn't that the kind of test that you want? Absolutely. I, that's why we're going. I Hopefully to play good teams. We were, we're a good team this year, too, ranked number nine. We want to play good teams just as well. No doubt about it. So you can still be playing in March. Exactly. Awesome. Kelly Williams, can't wait to see you on the court again very soon. Thanks so much for being with us tonight here in the Red Zone. Thank you for having me. Kelly Williams, everyone. She is the preseason National Division Three Women's Basketball Player of the Year and has a lot to prove coming into season number three here in Ashland. Kelly, thanks so much for being with us. 
Wow, fans, what an hour here on In the Red Zone. So much that we've gone over, so much to talk about, and we've got about a minute left. So really quickly, latest NBC12, RBA Sports Network, Big 12 High School football poll, now available at rbasportsnetwork.com. The top nine are exactly the same this week. Highland Springs, Manchester, Dinwiddie, Verina, Elsie Bird, Henrico, Hopewell, Thomasdale, Monacan. That's your top nine. 10 is now Louisa, undefeated. 11, Goochland, undefeated. And Petersburg has premiered in the poll for the first time. They are at 5-1. We have decided on our game of the week this week. It is going to be Patrick Henry Hanover. So the lineup on Friday is the On the Sidelines pregame presented by Virginia Farm Bureau Insurance. I'll sit down with NBC12's Mark Davis for a preview of all the weekday week 8 action. And then Chip Briere, who will be filling in for me here next week in the red zone, will have collegiate Benedictine live at group Jones Field. That's at four. And I'll have Hanover Patrick Henry live from Hanover at seven. And then next Saturday, Marty Wilson and I make the trip to Winchester. Randolph making football looks to stay unbeaten in ODAC play. They've got Shenandoah, a very tough test. 12:40 pregame, one o'clock kick Saturday on the Mater. Big thanks to Michael Carroll, LaHaye, Kelly Williams, and of course to our sponsors and sports page Grill. Watt Rob with them saying thanks so much for being with us tonight here. Have a good night from in the red zone. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited. <laughs>